Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am so excited that you're here with us today. Every week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Before we get to our guest today, I want to thank the sponsor for today's show, and that is the book, Taking Back My Life. Rebecca Gregory is often referred to as a victim of the Boston Marathon bombing, but she refuses to see herself as a victim. She is a survivor. Taking Back My Life is Rebecca's story of overcoming so much in her life, including the amputation of her leg, from that painful day in 2013 when a bomb changed her life forever. But her memoir also shows how Rebecca is a lot like you and me. Her life before the bombing was not always easy, and it took the attack to help her find the focus and spiritual direction that she needed. You can find out more about Rebecca at RebeccaMGregory.com, and her book, Taking Back My Life, is available everywhere that you buy your books. Guys, you're listening to episode number 137, and my guest is Lauren Scruggs-Kennedy. I have been told by numerous people that I needed to have Lauren on the show, and she's friends with a previous guest of mine, Cezanne Hendricks, from episode number 126. If you haven't heard Cezanne's episode, please go listen. It's so good. And so we got connected again from Cezanne. We covered so much on today's show. She walked me through the accident that changed her life forever in December of 2013 when she was sucked into the propeller of a plane. We talked about how her parents' divorce at a young age actually didn't taint her view of marriage, but it gave her a more realistic view of marriage. She's doing amazing things with her charity, the Lauren Scruggs Kennedy Foundation. And the girl just released a new beauty product that I'm going to need to get in my world as soon as possible. I really loved getting to know Lauren more and her heart and her compassion and her love for others and her love for Jesus. It shines so much in our conversation. Guys, come follow Lauren and I on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy and Lauren is at Lauren Scruggs. Here is my conversation with Lauren. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I am excited to have you on um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, people have recommended you. Um, yeah. Number two, I started following along and I'm so intrigued by just your story and you're newly married and you're releasing new things and doing so much fun stuff that I'd love to hear about it. Um, yeah. And three, I know that you're going to be a huge encouragement. And I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this at all, but we have been in talks with trying to get your mom on the show. Yes. You know what? I did hear that actually. <laughs> it just keeps like, it's sometimes pe- scheduling with people is easy and sometimes it takes a while, but I always feel like whenever they finally come on, it's like the perfect time. So yes. we've been trying to chat with your mom. Oh my gosh. I love that. She's Wouldn't it be fun? Like mother daughter duo. Oh my gosh. I just love it. She's the greatest. <laughs> and your parents live in Dallas. Am I right? They do. Yes. Okay. And you and your husband, tell us where you live and what you guys do. Yeah. So um, we live in Los Angeles, California. And I, so I've written two books. Um, and this year has been kind of exciting and crazy, but I launched my new blog, um, Our Dry Shampoo, called Stranded and the Lawrence Greggs Kennedy Foundation. And Jason is the host on E! News. That is so fun. Yeah. You launched three new things in 2017. Yeah. You know, it was kind of crazy because we started the dry shampoo like four years ago and we started the foundation like three years ago and they literally launched like a day of one day apart from each other. And we were like, how did this happen? Okay. That's good to hear because we're listening and we're like, have you been just working your tail off on all three of these things for like the past six months? But it's been a long process. Yes. It's kind of funny because the dry shampoo... We started it kind of in our apartment and like 
ordered all these ingredients and did a lot of research on like amazing um, ingredients for your hair and your scalp and all these things. And then we created it and we're like, okay, we have no idea what to do next. So we would be (laughs) on like these big, like six month pauses and we were just kind of praying throughout the whole thing. Like, Lord, if you want us to be doing this, we pray that you just put kind of make it easy, like not where we don't have to work, but just make the next step very visible for us. And it kept happening. And um, yeah, it's been a long process, but so rewarding. And I feel like, so I did it with my, started with my best friend and um, she would be at a point sometimes where she's like, man, I don't think we should keep doing this. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, we have to, we've gone this far. And then I would be at a point where I'm like, AB, I don't think I can do this anymore. And she's like, no, we're so far. We've got this. So like, we were always at opposite like points and we just kept encouraging each other of like God's time is perfect A. And also this is gonna be so rewarding in the end. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. I need so. to know though, where in your like what made you think I want to create a dry shampoo? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because well, we know we love dry shampoo as women for sure. Yeah. Did you just want a better kind or what how'd that come from? Yeah. So Anna and I are both blondes. So we would use baby powder a lot just ever since high school and stuff. So she came back from work um, one day and she was like, "Low, I feel like we need to create a dry shampoo in powder form, like similar to, to baby powder for brunettes because they can't use that. And I just feel so sad for them. Oh, (laughs) she's so kind to us brunettes because it's right. We cannot use baby powder. I know. And I'm like, that idea honestly is so brilliant. So we just started from there and um, kind of used my sister as a tester and a little guinea pig. She's brunette. And And then three or four years later, here you have. Yes. And it's been so fun too, because my sister and her husband joined the team like two years ago. And so it's just a big family business. Cause I feel like Anna's my family. She's my sister and, um, it's just so fun. Okay. So stranded is your new, um, line. Where do, where can people get it anywhere? So we're only selling online right now at the stranded shop.com. Okay. Um, and we are researching retail right now because we want to eventually move into that. Um, but yeah, I'll send one your way too. Ooh, I would love it because I'm a brunette. And oh, so, so dry shampoo, I have not always used um, because mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just never got into the hang of it. Yep. Um, but I love it now so much because... Yes. Over the past year, like there's been two times that I've been to like a place where they dry blow dry your hair for you, you know? Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I paid money for this. I got to keep this up for a long time. Yes. So I'm like, I'm yep. going to get every dollar out of this style. And so that's <laughs> when I first got like, that's really when I first started like using dry shampoo. And now I do use it more often. But it was funny because that's what sparked me like thinking, I got to get like five days out of this. That's <laughs> for like, sure. I make this last. Yes. I have a girlfriend who has really, really curly hair. Yeah, And she can go with whatever product she uses and dry shampoo like nine days without shampooing her hair. That is like my mom too. I'm like, you guys are so lucky. That's <laughs> the amazing. best. Yes. And people say like you can train your hair. Yes. To not need the shampoo as much. But I'm always just like, when would I do that? I guess, I don't know. But that just seems like that kind of makes me stressful. I know someone's listening. They're like, you can do it, Jamie. Um, but have you heard that? Yes. Yeah, so it's funny. My mom and I were actually talking about that because she um, told me just growing up how to train your hair when you're blow drying it. So I would do that. But I don't understand how to train it I know. without washing it because I'm like, what do you – I mean, sometimes Maybe I feel like – baking soda or something? I don't know. I've heard like baking soda. That seems to be something. Oh, wow. I don't know. Or maybe baking powder. I get baking soda and baking powder confused. And that really is not a good thing when you're cooking. (laughs) So there's that. Oh my gosh, I want to look that up. How did your mom train you? What do you mean train your hair when you're blow drying it? Like how it should lay? Yeah, yeah, how it should lay. She would always say that. She's like, you can train your hair. And she would kind of teach me how. So yeah, if it was like, even even if you wanted the part different, but it had been a certain way for... Uh a few years or if you dried it a certain way. So it kind of was like laying in that position naturally. Yeah, mine does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you could like totally train that by um, or change it, it by training your hair. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've had like the same look for a lot of years, so <laughs> maybe I need to train it up. It's a good um, look. It's yeah. Good. There, it's working. <laughs> okay. So Lauren, you and your husband live in LA and I know that yeah. you moved out there when you got married. Am I right about that? Yes. So I moved out actually six months before, lived in an apartment um, and we were looking for a house. So Jason was moving out of the house he lived in for a few years with his guy friends and we were just trying to find a new house for the two of us and then planning our wedding. And, um, I was just getting used to the city, getting adapt, you know, adapting to a new place. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cause it's a lot different than Dallas. It is it really is. Okay. So do you guys have a good love story of how you met? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so I was in an accident about five, a little over five years ago, which we'll talk a lot more about in a minute, but yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, that night it became a big news story and we are all, my parents actually had to seek a lot of wisdom on how to handle that. And, um, I didn't actually know that until a couple weeks after I was out of the hospital and I was wondering like, why are people coming up to me everywhere I go and like being so sweet, but like, what are they doing? And so my parents slowly, but surely kind of, um, told me and showed me some of the segments on the news and things like that. And so Jason works in entertainment news. So he knew about the story just kind of right when it hit and he and his coworker, um, just talked about it a lot. And Juliana was his coworker. So she actually was going through a double mastectomy, um, because she had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and she was in the hospital and she, saw my story, um, on the TV and she just turned to her husband, Bill, and was like, I want to reach out to her and let her know this is not going to ruin her dreams and crush her life and all these things. I just want to encourage her. So she reached out to me about a month after my accident and we just started, um, Skyping and talking on the phone a little bit and emailing. And it was kind of interesting because the fashion week before, my accident. So that's September, a few months before it. I was there with my friend and, um, I had gone for seasons to report. So basically I knew of like some people, but I, it's kind of a joke with Jason. I like never know who people are. Uh-huh. But I, I knew who Juliana Rancic was. And I feel like she really just stood out in the industry to me and she seemed just so classy and respectable and all these things. And so we had actually run into her in the hotel and briefly like chatted. And, um, so it was like even crazier that she, Oh, before your accident. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of nuts, but, or just interesting how it all lined up. But mm-hmm. so we met her then and then, yeah, she reached out about in that following January. So she eventually was like, Hey, I'd love for you to come out to LA and I'd love to meet you in person. And, um, do an interview with you. And I just said, yeah, that would actually sounds great. And so we were interviewing and she's just so precious and so genuine. And afterwards she was like, do you know who Jason Kennedy is? I was like, I think so. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, come to set at two if you want. Um, and I'd love for you guys to meet. I feel like you'd be great to know in the industry. And like he started a Bible study in his house and has amazing friends and loves God so much. And, um, I was like, okay. So I was with my mom and it was kind of funny. Cause I, I came onto that trip. So my mom and I are like in the plane and I was like, I am so sorry if I'm distracted because I had the biggest crush on this guy at home. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was just like, so interesting how the whole, all the dynamics of it all. But so I met Jason on set that day and it was kind of good because I think because I had a crush on someone else, I just wasn't thinking of it too much. I was just like, right. yeah, I'd love to meet someone, people. Like I love meeting people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so we met and I just said, Hey, what's your watch? My dad loves watches. What is that? And where should we go eat? And he was like asking our plans. And so he wrote on a piece of paper, like the name of his watch, three restaurants to go to. And then this hike that is kind of like off the beaten path. and he wrote his number at the end and said, Hey, if you and your mom want to go hiking tomorrow, just text me. Cause my friend and I are going. And so I met him on a Friday. So the next day was Saturday. So 
my mom and I like get up early and we're like, let's go on a hike. And it was so foggy that we we're like, let's eat breakfast first and then go on a hike. So at breakfast, I'm like, I asked my mom, I call her Mo. So I was like, Mom, mm-hmm. do you think I should text Jason? She's like, yeah, why not? So we end up like meeting up with them and going for a hike with he and his really good friend and just like connected so easily and had such amazing conversation. Also, I could see just like how genuine his faith was because I feel like my natural instinct was to kind of be like, is he genuine? Is he real? Like, I know he's like in because he's in the entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like just so quickly I saw just how genuine he is and just how caring and thoughtful and um, I don't know. And just fun and funny. And then then how quickly did you forget about that guy at home? (laughs) So (laughs) so it was interesting because so this is part of my um, like therapy at home, but I worked out with a physical therapist for like two years but it was at this place called athletes performance. So it was with like 20 football and baseball guys and they became like my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it was one of those guys and it was in December. So they were actually off. Like they didn't train for about a month. And so I wasn't really seeing him cause he, they, everyone goes back to their like hometowns and they're not in Dallas at the time. So I didn't see him for a while or about, for about a month after I meeted met Jason. And so, um, Jason and I started talking on the phone and, um, his friend, so reverse a little bit, but his friend after the hike, he's so funny. He's such a character. And he was like <laughs> tearing up in his house. And Jason's like, are you tearing up? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yes, I just feel like you and Lo would be just so perfect for each other. And after y'all's first hike. Yes. Oh my gosh. And Jason's like, yeah, I, she is so cool. Like I, I like really enjoy hanging out with her. So anyways, from that point on, we just started talking more and, um, like Skype a little bit and a lot of texting at the beginning. And so by the time that I was back in training, I like literally, I feel like every morning before that I would go and I'd be kind of nervous and like, excited, uh-huh. you know, to see everybody. And then in January, I literally went in and I'm like, I just have Jason on my mind and I don't really, not really interested in these You're guys. like, I found a man. Yeah. And I had never honestly felt that before with any man. Like I had never felt the feeling that you, you still don't have like one eye open where you're like kind of looking around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. And so then how long did you guys date before you got married? So we dated about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. With so six all, months of that being when you were there early before y'all got married. Um, let me think. I think it was, well, we met in December and we got engaged in May. So yeah, about a year and a half of dating just in separate cities. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know. And so yeah. now live in LA, married for over two years now. Yes. Um, has marriage been more than you expected or less? Oh my gosh. It's been so much more in a lot of ways. Um, I just feel like it's funny when I look back on even when we were dating or when we first got married and I think to myself, I feel like we didn't even know each other. Like we knew each other to the fullest extent we could. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like when you're living together, A, And when you're just like, I don't know, really going through the ins and outs of life together. So for me, I had moved from Dallas and had a very like deep, I don't know, closeness with that city because I feel like the city walked through the accident with me and Mm -hmm. just such a place of comfort and my family was there and all of that. So it was really difficult to even walk away from my friends and live in a different city um, where everyone kind of felt new to me to the point where I had to explain, like, I have really bad fatigue at night. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not super comfortable with like showing my arm to people without my prosthesis on like Mm -hmm. even my eye and all of that. And my friends in Dallas would think that was weird if I was wearing my arm. They'd be like, what are you doing? Right. Right. You know, so I feel like we went through a lot of that 
adjustment together. And um, it's just been more than I expected because we've just grown so deeply together. And even through like arguments, there are some arguments where we're like, we're so thankful for these arguments because they just brought us so much closer and I know you better and it, you know, created more vulnerability between us. And, um, also just going from going straight to my parents, if I had a problem or friends that knew my, knew me to the core first instead of Jason and just really transitioning from going to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, my husband and I have been married this summer will be 16 years and we say, I know we're like old married people to you, Um, which that means I have all the answers. Just kidding. Um, But we say all the time, we we make jokes all the time where we're like, I don't think I even knew you when you get when we got married. Like we're different people. We've grown so much together. But I look back and I think the love that I had for you, it seems foolish to me now. Yeah. Even though, like you said, it was the best and the most that we could give. Yeah. Um, but it just gets better and better and better and deeper and deeper and deeper over time. And so and just imagine what it's going to feel like in 17 years. I honestly can't imagine. There's sometimes where we're like, I don't know if I could love you anymore. And then oh, I know like you do. You do grow in your love even when we're like, how is this happening? Oh, my yeah. gosh. And it's such a good foundation to build because, I mean, we're in like a different stage with four kids and life yeah. is busy because they're playing baseball and football and all kinds of things. And so I feel like that foundation that was built so many years yeah. ago is literally what gets you through the crazy years of just busyness with your family. And so yes. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like it's so important. We always kind of step back even in busier seasons and we just always are stepping back saying, okay, I feel like we haven't connected a lot this week. Like we need to just calm things down a little bit or say no to more things or let's go on a little weekend getaway or mm-hmm. whatever that might be to just always kind of renew our connection and friendship and relationship. And um, I don't know. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like we still do that around here. Like, okay, we need a date night. And sometimes yes. that looks like we don't leave the house till like 830. Yes. And I'm tired at 830. But yes. It's like a value, you know, that we have um, to do that. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s, If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. So I have a question for you that I was thinking, and I don't really want you to tell me a lot of your parents' story because I really hope that your mom gets to come on the yes. show. So we're going to make that happen. I love but it. But a part of your parents' story is, is that they divorced for a certain amount of years and then they remarried. Yes. Um, and so without giving us your whole mom's story, because we wanted to hear it from her because <laughs> I hope she comes on, yeah. but I want to hear from you as a daughter and did that bring fear for you going into marriage? Yeah, it's interesting because it kind of brought the opposite for me. So okay. I feel like I gained a realistic perspective of marriage. And mm. I was never that girl like craving. I was never craving a relationship or like craving to date. I was like, if I date, that's amazing and fun. But I'm like, it made me more like confident, I think, in who I was and even the kind of guy that I wanted to be with because mm -hmm. I saw kind of a picture of what marriage looked like without Jesus as the foundation and then one with. Um, and I think just all the healing I saw, I viewed it more as um, a positive experience in my life, although divorce is so difficult and broken mm -hmm. families are not easy. But um, I always like tell people, I feel like it was the best divorce my sister and I could have experienced because we were always the priority. We lived five minutes away. Like my mom lived five minutes away from my dad. So evenly split all the time. Um, definitely like inconveniences and hardships that came along with that as a child. But the perspective of marriage that gave me was so valuable. Mm -hmm. And even my family just wrapped themselves with community. And so seeing what that looked like and how important that is and hearing other people's stories and wisdom just around the kitchen table all the time was just, um, very life changing. And yeah. So what is interesting though, is I've been doing this therapy called EMDR. So mm -hmm. it focuses a lot on post-trauma. Um, but you start from your childhood and yeah. work through all that. So uh -huh. I actually have recently realized how much the divorce has affected my reactions to Jason. Um, oh. Yeah. So not necessarily fear, but it um, even affected like when my parents would leave home, what that, or not leave home, but leave California with it, when they would mm -hmm. come visit, like what that would trigger inside of me. It was like I was leaving one parent's house and going to the next. Mm -hmm. It was like that kind of feeling. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, just different things like that that are, super fascinating, but I feel like those realizations have brought a lot of healing. So how old were you when your parents got a divorce? So we were four. I say okay, we, so you were twin. young. Yeah. You have a twin. You were yeah. really young. I didn't realize that. And then how old were you when yes. they got remarried? We're 11. Oh gosh. I thought it was so much older in life. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was kind of during the like elementary school growing up. Yeah. Years. So was this like, Cause like I have two 11 year olds and so I'm trying oh. to picture this kind of going on in their world. Yes. Was this, um, were you and your sister? I'm also thinking of like parent trap, like the, like the way oh, yeah. that they were trying to get their parents. Were you oh, and your yeah. sister, was this exciting for you? Was it weird? Was this like, I don't know. How was this for you guys? Yeah. So literally every day we would pray that my parents got back together. Like I even go back in my journals from like second grade. Uh huh. And it's just always praying that my parents would get back together. And my sister and I would even like tell our elementary school friends, we'd be like, guess what? And they're like, what? And we're like, my parents got back together. And they're like, what? And we're like, just kidding. And like, we would always <laughs> kind of like, it was just like this dream, like this uh -huh. kind of impossible dream in our head. And um, literally memorize the parent trap. We yes, would, of course. <laughs> yes. We would do those things to my parents a lot. And, um, it was kind of like a mission for us. Like I feel mm -hmm. like my sister and I have always been best friends. And I think that's part of the reason is we we're in this together. We're like, we are going to bring them back together. Yeah. Although mm -hmm. it's like not our power to do that. Right. 
you know? So we had fun with it, but it was also like an internal struggle kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to feel this anymore. We don't want our family to be apart anymore. We love our parents so much and we see the love they have for each other and we need to make this like, I don't know. It was just our dream, you know? Well, now I literally cannot wait to talk to your mom because to hear all of the behind the scenes stuff that happened with there. So that's awesome. And congratulations for having parents that you, you, you didn't do it because God did it, but you and your sister prayed it off. Yes. Hey guys. Okay. I know we're loving this conversation with Lauren, but I want to tell you about two sponsors who were helping make the happy hour possible. First is Dear Mushka. I know that many of you fell in love with them from our holiday gift guide, and I am so glad I get to share about this company again. Dear Mushka is a jewelry brand creating quality and affordable jewelry on a mission. Every piece is crafted with a specific verse in mind, and it comes paired with a verse card meant to be kept in your bathroom mirror or thought on throughout your day, but not in a cheesy way. That's what makes them different. For example, they have this Proverbs 3 straight bar necklace as a reminder that when we trust in the Lord, he makes our path straight. I have the love knot necklace, which is designed with Ephesians 5 and tying the knot of marriage in mind, which Lauren would love too because she loves her marriage so much. I love talking with her about that. This is beautiful jewelry packed with meaning. Use the code Jamie for 10% off all orders until June 1st. And I do not need to remind you what is coming up. Mother's Day. Guys, I also want to tell you about another awesome thing that you need to know about, and that is Halo Top Creamery. I'm not kidding when I tell you it's some of the best ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. And in fact, they are so kind to me, they sent me a pint of every single one of their flavors. My freezer has 17, well, it did because we are devouring it. You can check out all their flavors at halotop.com. My favorite this past week has been the chocolate mocha chip. And I'm not kidding when I tell you a few nights ago, I watched my husband and my son devour the red velvet cake together. They didn't get a bowl. Nope, they just ate it right out of the pint. But that's okay, because you can do it, because Halo Top Cream is only about 300 calories per pint. And ladies, anytime I hear something's only 300 calories, I'm in. I am game. Other pints are usually around 1,000 calories, but Halo Top is way less, and it still tastes great. And it tastes great because they use only the best all-natural ingredients. So it feels like you're eating something good and good for you. And say, let me tell you, 300 calories and it's good for me, I am in. Guys, go check them out at halotop.com to find a pint near you and check them out on social media at Halo Top Creamery. Okay, here is the rest of my conversation with Lauren. Okay, so Lauren, you've alluded to and some people listening may um, remember this. And I even, when I first started talking to you about having you on the show, I even went back and looked at some stuff and I was trying to imagine like where I was in 2011, what was going on. And um, I remember the story um, about when this happened. But can you tell us a little bit about what happened that December night in 2011? Yes. So um, my parents and I were actually headed to church together and my dad was feeling sick. So we dropped him off at home and um, really random and like hit him in the car. And he was like, I think I actually need to go home. So we're like, okay. So as my mom and I went to church, every Saturday night. So we'd go on Saturday nights and Mm -hmm. we would have like a big group of our family friends and we'd either go out to dinner or we'd go to someone's house and order food and just, um, I always have just such a fun night after church. So we went to our friend's house that actually own a private airport a little bit North of where we lived in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so we went over there and, um, one of the owner's friends was like, he's a pilot as well. And he was like, let's go look at Christmas lights. It's um, so pretty. Like who wants to go? And I'm kind of always like up for the adventure. So I was like, I'll go first or whatever. And so, um, yeah, we were up in the plane and it was so interesting to look back. It's very interesting to look back on now, but I had this like overwhelming feeling that something was not right. And I can be a hypochondriac sometimes. So Mm -hmm. I know what that feeling is, but this was so different. It was like, this is really real. And I had no idea what it was. So I started thinking in my head, like, what is this feeling leading to? Like, are we going to get in a plane crash? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. So I literally just started praying and I was kind of like grasping really hard into the seat, like this arm of the seat next to me and just praying like, Lord, like you're over my life and I trust you. And, um, 
it's even crazy that I can remember that. Mm-hmm. Today, Who was I in the plane with you? So it was just the pilot and I. Okay. Um, so it's a two-seater plane. Okay. And so, yeah, just praying that and we landed and I didn't feel any relief. I still felt like mm. I still don't feel okay. Like, this is weird. Um, and so I had gone flying in that plane a few times and the way I had been trained to get out was the same every time. So the plane was still on and someone was getting on after me. And so the way I got out actually sucked me into the propeller. Um, yeah. So because I had remembered the story and I even was telling a girlfriend of mine that we were going to be talking today and I was like, I'd love to hear what happened because I don't, I'm, I was confused as to how I knew it was dark because it was at night yeah. and look at Christmas lights, but mm-hmm. I was confused about how I thought that you had like accidentally walked into it. Yes. No, yes. Yeah, sucked so, you in. Yeah. It's kind of interesting and something I don't ever want to see, but there's a, vid- a video of it because there's like secure, you know, security. Oh my gosh. Here. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you don't, you've never seen it. Have you? No. Mm-mm. Okay, good. No. Yeah. I don't okay. think you do that. <laughs> no, I don't think you should. I'm yeah. not a therapist, but I'm going to go ahead and say no yeah. more to this one. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> okay. So you stepped out and then instantly everything changed. Yeah. So um, my mom was with me the, on the tarmac. She wasn't there when it, she didn't see it happen, but okay. um, there were people out and just ran in and got her. And um, yeah, like care flight immediately came. And so I had lost my left hand like immediately. And then I was hit like through my brain and, um, part of the left side of my face. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, actually awake when it happened. So I don't remember it, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but my mom said I was just like making sounds and she was like speaking to me and praying over me and all of that. And even carefully people I actually went back to see them at the um, fire department, but they were kind of telling me about it as well. And, um, yeah, I was fully awake and just probably in complete shock. Oh my gosh. That got me like teary eyed to think of like, I was thinking about your mom. Like I'm like, as a mom, I'm thinking, Oh my my gosh, gosh, sitting there after seat, like I'm going to (laughs) cry, like, like sitting there and seeing that traumatic happen to your baby. Um, so you, thankfully you don't remember it. Right. I mean, thankfully. No. And I, I keep, I always thought like, will I have flashbacks of that? Like, will I remember it at some point? And I haven't at all, which is so just such a blessing. But yeah, yeah, I always tell my mom and dad and my sister, I'm like, I feel like y'all went through way more than Mm. I did, which sounds so silly in a way because I was like the subject of the accident. But I'm like, I don't remember like the surgeries of being like, wow, she might never be the same again. Mm -hmm. might be a vegetable for the rest of her life. She won't have the same personality. She's not going to live. Maybe like, like they had to take all that information in every day. Right. And make like yeah. quick decisions and like regarding surgeries and all that. And they basically did all the surgeries night one, which is great that I um, didn't have to go back in. I think they had to go back in to remove my eye because they were trying to um, keep it and make sure mm-hmm. it wouldn't like come almost like come back to being okay. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it was, um, so you get, you get to the hospital that night trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because did you say that the, it had gone through your brain? It did. So that's why, um, they just thought I would not be the same. And it was Mm -hmm. interesting for me because I feel like it's very, it's, it's interesting looking at it from my point of view, because I view it as I just woke up with all my injuries mm-hmm. and it's fascinating kind of to, even when I would go meet with doctors after I was out of the hospital, like I met with my brain surgeon and I even went back to him and he was looking at me. He was like giddy. He's like such a brilliant man, like doesn't show a ton of emotion. And I was meeting with him and he goes, Oh, he goes, I seriously, I can't even get over this. He was like, this is so crazy. This is crazy. Mm. You were like speaking and like, you are nor- like, I can't believe this. And you're just it was basically so- a miracle. Oh my gosh. 100%. 100%. And yeah. Even I like look sometimes, um, like if you think about how fast a propeller spins and I like think about it, if I like really think about like what happened, I'm like, how I don't even comprehend in such my gosh, I just picture like 
the Lord's complete protection, like over my body and over mm-hmm. my brain. Um, yeah, because if you do think about it, you're like, there could have been, well, death, obviously there could have been yes. that, but there could have been so many other, like, and I'm not minimizing the injuries that you do have, but there could have been so many more things from that yeah. propeller. Oh my gosh. I'm even, I haven't told my mom, like, how did I not like lose my teeth or break my nose or like, Oh wow. Yeah. Those things like, too. I was, like slammed to the ground. <laughs> that sounds so yeah. bad, but I'm like, wow. It's just like kind of incredible. Okay. So when that. you woke up, you had been in the hospital for how long? So I was in the hospital for three weeks and um, everyone's prayer was that I could get out before Christmas and be home for Christmas. So mm-hmm. I actually got out December 24th, which is kind of, Oh amazing. gosh, that's crazy. You know, kind of um, but when did you wake up and who told you what had happened? Um, so my parents told me, so I was on so much medication that I was actually awake, even in ICU and I was talking to people and all that, but I just don't remember that. So they had mm-hmm. to tell me over and over again, like what happened? Okay. Cause I'd be like, what happened? And uh-huh. all this stuff. But I remember when I woke up more aware, mm-hmm. um, but still didn't fully process it. Cause I was on just so much to, yeah. you know, pain medication and all that to where I wasn't fully like in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember after being home, um, just it really starting to settle in and looking in the mirror and being like, Oh my gosh, that actually was not a dream last mm-hmm. night. That was real. I don't have my hand. I don't have my eye. Yeah. My head's half shaved. And mm-hmm. yeah. So that all goes down, man. I cannot even imagine from literally one, in seconds, your whole life has changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I read somewhere about how you were saying that you sometimes, and I'm not, I'm going to say sometimes in case you want to correct me, that you don't see this as like this huge negative thing that happened in your world. Yes. Totally. Why is that? I mean, Um, I can, I can see where you would say that for sure. But for someone listening, like they might be thinking, wow, uh, Lauren, like this does seem awful, but you have such a great perspective on it. Why? And where does that come from? My gosh, well, it completely comes from the Lord. And there are certain, there were certain nights where I would just wake up and be like, okay, I'm so loved by the family around me. They're here in every moment. They're praying over me. They're pouring so much truth into me and scripture and comfort, even just quiet. Like they would just mm-hmm. sit with me a lot of times. And um, even my friends and um, people that we didn't know as well. And we had meals like delivered to us for months, like every day. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. And so meaning all of that, so cared for kind of um, just by community and all of that. But I would be like, to be honest, this is not enough. Like I need more. And I just um, look back on even that time with God. And I'm like, I just almost like miss that time because Mm. you just so deeply had to depend on Jesus and, um, really like experienced his provision in every way. Like Mm -hmm. just, I need comfort today and like actually receiving that comfort and just seeing, um, so many incredible moments in that way. But I also think about um, our pastor actually did a sermon on this a couple weeks ago about the Lord t- taking you. He called them like loops. So you're like, God, okay. I, I even kept praying before my accident. This is interesting too. I looked back in my journal and, and I kept praying, God, I just have this like vision that there's something so big coming. I don't know what it is. And, mm. um, just like praying over that. And I was thinking to myself, in the middle of starting my company, it just began, it's kind of growing. So it must be like a career thing, you know? And the big thing was my accident and, um, just being so thankful for that loop that God took me in of me praying, like God lead me and guide me. And it may look so different than what we thought. And we're kind of like, Whoa, God, where are we going? But he's like, no, I'm leading you and I'm in this with you. And, um, even just thinking to myself, like, I don't feel alone in this because the Lord suffered for me and he's been there and he gets it. And, um, just remembering that even just this trial is such a beautiful reminder of how much God loves us and Mm -hmm. also how to walk so closely in community and why we need people, um, around us that love Jesus and that can, 
just like walk through us and walk with us um, through those moments. And even like the night of the accident, my parents got there and there were already like almost a hundred people there mm. of just our closest friends and family. And, yeah. Um, it's just like so humbling to think about. And I, um, just even thinking about like the relationships that have been built from this. So just mm-hmm. some dear friends now that I have that I would have never known if I, and your husband. Oh my gosh. That's the biggest <laughs> thing we always like say, we're, he's always like, we both go, we know it's like kind of weird to be like, wow, we're so thankful for this accident because I wouldn't have met you. But even, um, a friend of mine was saying that the other day, he was like, whoa, we're just so grateful for your accident because, um, we're just, I don't know, just so grateful for all these friendships. And even I always tell people like my compassion grew so much because yeah. I would hear like, oh, so-and-so's mom has cancer or something. I'd be like, oh, that's so sad. And then like, and I really would think it was sad, but then five minutes later, I'm just back to life. Like, right. you know, and now I feel like I just understand pain so much mm-hmm. more and I can, um, even the scripture about comforting as I was comforted and just, mm-hmm. Um, really like living that out and being able to feel more deeply and um, even just be more self-aware. Like I feel like, gosh, even like the counseling I've gone through since the accident and all of that has just made me more healthy emotionally and spiritually. And Mm. just as a woman, like being more aware of who I am and even why we're on, like why we live, like what our purpose is. So, well, I know that there's going to be tons of women that are listening that are just going through a hard time. I mean, because that's life. You know, we have hard times and we have struggles and we have trials. And I know they're going to be really encouraged by what you've said. And every single person I've had on, um, most of them that have been through a really big trial, they say one of the same things that you said, too. They say, I kind of miss those days of how close I was to Jesus. Um, And I don't find that ironic or tried. I think that I find that very comforting to know that. Um, for me, who's not in the midst of just you know, trauma or suffering right now, that when it comes, that man, God is never going to leave me. And so, you know, that is the encouragement to those that are listening as well, that that's going to happen. Um, okay. So you guys got married. Yeah. Um, you went through this tragic event that has that led you, is that part of your foundation that you started? Yes. So, um, about six months after my accident, I received a prosthetic arm and, Okay, wait, um, can I stop and ask you about that real quick? Yeah, sure. So did you, because um, this was a question that I was wondering and that I, and even you mentioned something about it earlier, so it made me feel like I could ask, is that you said yeah. like your friends back home would be like, why do you even have your arm on? You don't have to do that. And having to learn and be more comfortable. Did yes. you know from the beginning that you wanted to get a prosthetic arm? Um, I don't think I knew. I think, honestly, I feel like I was still in shock even when I got it. Mm-hmm. Um but I was kind of going with recommendations of like, if you ever get a prosthetic arm, you need to get it now because you're, I can't remember what they said, but you have to get it as soon as possible afterwards, or you'll just get so used to not having I it. I that, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I might as well just go in now. And if I don't want it, I just wouldn't wear it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So you got fitted for it really soon. Yeah. So really okay. soon I had, um, I got two, so I got a cosmetic arm, which is just the real looking arm, more realistic looking arm. And then one's a myoelectric, which moves. And I like, really don't like it. Um, oh, you don't? <laughs> I like never, I never use it. Um, when would you use it? Like, well, you can use it to like, I don't like know. Cooking or, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to even think of like, when would you use this? But you get, but you don't even like it. No, it kind of like gets in the way. Okay. Cause you're so um, used to it probably now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, and it's funny cause a lot of people have that experience with a myoelectric. It like makes them like angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so funny. And my roommate and I, you know, she was like, cause there was a guy in dancing with the stars that actually his trainer was kind of like forcing him to use it. And he was like getting so angry. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that I was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my trainer did that with me. And I'd be like, no, I don't want to use this anyways. But, um, yeah, so I got a myo and then a cosmetic and then a workout prosthesis. And um, all of mine were covered by insurance. So to me, that was normal. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly just started meeting a lot of girls and women that either were born without their arms or lost 
and arm. Mm-hmm. And they would come up to me even in public and be like, whoa, where did you get your arm? Like mine looks so fake and plastic and blah, blah, blah. And um, just there's it almost just created more insecurity um, in their situation. And mm. then there were women that I met that was like, I'm deciding whether I want to save for in vitro or a prosthetic arm or just so many like devastating stories that I was hearing. And I just had experienced how much wholeness my arm had brought me, which sounds so silly, but Mm -hmm. like the Lord used it so much to really restore me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted these girls to experience that. So I just started praying about it, um, around that time. And so Bethany Hamilton, um, she lost her arm, when she was bit by a shark about a little over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she became just like a really dear friend soon after my accident. And we started this um, retreat together for girls that had lost an arm or leg or were born without and kept it very intimate um, with like a little bit less than 20 people and um, such a healing weekend and just such a sweet weekend to build friendships and even be like, how did you put up your hair or how did mm-hmm. you, you know, just to encourage each other, um, in the Lord too. And so the first retreat that I walked into, I was looking around and I'm like, no one has a prosthetic arm on. Like mm. the, there were about two girls, I think the first year that had prosthetic legs and, um, but the others, I'm like, wait, do they not want one? Like what's the deal? So, I just started asking them and they're like, insurance doesn't cover it. And I came soon to find out that insurance views it as a luxury. Um, and it literally just like broke my heart. So there's this lady I met, her name's Lisa and she's, um, about my mom's age and she lost her leg when she was 16, has a beautiful family. And she's actually the only leg client at my arm place where I get my arm made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we both get our, we just call it like our skin, the skin of my arm and the skin Mm -hmm. of her leg. We get it painted by the same, um, company, which is just this family owned company about an hour from Dallas. So just so precious and they love the Lord so much. And it's really cool. But, um, she came to me with the same burden. And so we were like, we need to figure out what to do. So we just started creating the foundation with another dear friend. Her name's Ashley lost her leg, um, in a train accident when she was eight and, um, she's about my age, but we just all started creating it together. And man, the Lord just like opened the path for that. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just so incredible. And we had heard so many stories of just people trying to start foundations and the difficulty of it and the just amount of work and all the, you know, legal things Mm -hmm. that we didn't understand. And we just had people alongside us through the whole journey. And it was just an amazing, again, like picture of the Lord's provision and just how we can help this, um, problem really. And like, Mm. just, um, be an aid and, um, I don't know. I feel like just the Lord can use a prosthetic arm to just bring so much wholeness and, we want to just be a part of um, the process with them too. We want to walk alongside these girls. And so it's been really amazing um, to see just how many applicants we've gotten already. And wow, is this one of the things that just launched this year for you? Yeah. Yes. We launched at the end of December and um, we're ready to give to two girls actually. Oh, that's so great. Is yeah. what, which kind of prosthetic, like arm, leg, what are you doing for the first two? So one's an arm and one's a leg. So, um, the girl that we are providing an arm for, um, she's getting married soon. So she wanted mm-hmm. just a really realistic mm-hmm. arm to have for that. And, um, this other sweet girl we've actually known through the retreats and she needs a new leg. And so we provide, we don't provide the whole prosthesis because mm-hmm. insurance will provide like the part underneath the skin almost mm-hmm. always. Yeah. But the skin is what makes it so beautiful. And so we provide that cosmetic covering. I see. Um, I see. Yeah. Do you think that that, I mean, I can imagine what you're going to say, but it feels like that would just be something that 
would go a little over the top for someone to make them feel, um, and I'm going to put this in quotes if you can see it, quote unquote, normal yes. um, with the skin. Is that is that kind of what you're feeling with these women that you meet? 100%. And it's just, um, exactly. I think the struggle for people that have lost a limb is just the attention that you get that you don't want, like mm. stares or mm-hmm. what's your story and, you know, all these things. And some days it's like, easier than others. And it's yeah. a blessing to be able to share, but some days you're just like, I just want to walk around and yeah. be like you uh-huh. said, a normal, feel normal and yeah. be like, not kind of a center of attention. So yeah, that definitely helps um, so much in that area and just building confidence too. And also like I can get back to life and we, so we actually provided for this girl before we launched the foundation. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, we are just kind of ready to give to her and she actually couldn't work without a prosthetic arm. So she was able to get back to her job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been just, yeah, that would be a a big thing to give to. Yes. Okay. Well, I love that God has provided these ways for you to give back in tangible ways that you have seen that have like made a difference in your world um, since the accident that night. Um, okay. So I always, I love, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that as well. I'm sure that it's just, it it is part of your story and God is so faithful. Um, and it's been with you through the, the whole thing, which is what he does. Um, but thank you for being willing to share with my people as well. eBay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive. That's all your own led headlights, spoilers, whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Thankful. Um, okay, what three things are you loving right now? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, well, I'm besides loving- stranded. Yes, besides stranded. <laughs> um. Well, I'm such a lover of fresh flowers. Like I always have to have flowers in the house because they bring so much life. Uh huh. Um, and then I just recently started getting back to yoga. Yeah. And I feel like it has just been like, I feel like my body just feels so good. Like I feel so calm mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like, it's very relaxing. And I like to use that time just to pray and yeah. um, really just be quiet and like rest. Um, and then I'm loving this place. So it's called moon juice in California uh-huh. and it's basically like a juice bar that is like healthier than I can describe. Like you can make smoothies with avocado or banana and then you add all these, like they're called adaptogens. So like ashwagandha and maca and, um, I don't even know all these things. All the that- good stuff. Yes. They just like help your nervous system. And they're basically like herbs that just really feed your body. And uh-huh. so I'm kind of addicted. Jason's okay, I love addicted that. Now too. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so fun. And it's funny because my mom has been using a lot of this stuff for years. Like she's just been so knowledgeable about it. And I'm like, I'm like loving the ashwagandha. And she's like, yeah, she used that to like help balance her thyroid at one point. And I don't know. It's just been a fun a fun thing. She's like, I've been telling you about this forever. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I didn't listen. Oh, that's no. hilarious. Yeah. Um, are you reading anything these days? So I just read present over perfect and mm. absolutely love it. I yes. feel like it's created. I think I, I needed help in learning how to say no in my mm-hmm. life, yeah. even to good things. Yeah. So that helped me so much with just being present and boundaries and, also, um, have you read I, her book, bread and wine? I have. Okay. I love that one too. Oh my gosh. So my mom got me that book, um, a couple of Christmases ago and that's what led me just to start reading her books. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. 
Yeah. So good. Good stuff. Yeah. And then, so I read this book called Reclaiming Conversation. It's also, it's like about how, um, it's not a Christian book, but it's a book talking about how just technology has limited our ability to connect. Mm. And I just love it so much. And, um, is it really causing you to pull back a little bit of technology? Oh my gosh, so much. Okay. Yes. And then I love just reading a psalm and a proverb every day because there's just so much wisdom in it. Um, and yeah, my dad kind of recently got me into that. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I um, okay, mm-hmm. I love your things. And I need to, I have been in and around LA, but haven't really been to LA that much. Oh my gosh. No, but come I visit. Come visit and you take me out Come to the best visit places. Suzanne and I. <laughs> oh, yes. I loved having her on so much. She's so great. She's, She's so, so great. It was one of my just, it was an interview for me that was like a first for me, um, yeah. which I loved and I want more of so much, but it got out of the like um, person who does ministry for a living kind of thing. Yes. Um, and yeah. it was just one of my favorite things in the world. Oh my so gosh. Loved I love it, it so much. Um, do you go to fancy like Oscar golden globe things with your man? <laughs> oh my gosh. So he actually just does red carpet stuff. Okay. Um, so he doesn't usually go because it's such a tiring day. You're like oh. just done. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just the worst. I'd rather watch it like in my cozy clothes <laughs> at home, like on the couch with a fire and like maybe a glass of wine. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You're like in your pajamas watching him do the red carpet and then yes. he comes home and you can watch the show together. <laughs> yes. That's what we do. I'm like, oh, that's the best. Maybe we just see you soon. Yeah. yeah. I know. You're like, oh, my hottie husband doing, I'm not calling your husband hottie, but you would be saying he that. Is. So he there is you go. Husband. You can call your husband hottie husband. <laughs> um, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's Such a joy. So much fun. And so much fun. I, I just love getting to sit back and listen to all the great things that you have. Um, your hands in that you're going through with your charity and even the dry shampoo for us brunettes, because we are <laughs> thankful for that. Um, and just the way God is moving um, in spite of things that look traumatic in our lives. I mean, they are traumatic, but in spite of things that would seem yes. like the end of the world, they aren't. And God yes. is faithful and he is in them and um, can do big things for them. And so I think that we all got to see that in your world today. Thank so, you. Thank Thanks you so, so very much. Guys, wasn't that a fun conversation with Lauren? She seems like just one of the kindest people that you would ever meet. And I just want to fly to LA and have lunch with her at a cool LA spot. I just want to go to LA. I've never been to LA. I don't think I have. Can you believe that her parents got remarried? I love stories like that. It is so parent trap-esque. And they're doing marriage ministry now. And literally, we're in talks with having her mom on the show. So I cannot wait about that. Guys, I want to thank the book, Messy, Beautiful Friendships by Christine Hoover for sponsoring this happy hour. It's a brand new book with a fresh perspective on making and keeping long lasting friendships. Christine offers a vision for biblical friendship that allows for the messiness of life. Through honest storytelling, she shows you what's holding you back from developing satisfying friendships, how to overcome insecurity and past hurts, how to embrace the people God has already placed in your life as potential friends, and how to live in the beauty of joy every day. This is a perfect read for the in-between moments of life and a great gift for girlfriends, sisters, or any other woman in your life, or yourself, guys. Messy Beautiful Friendship actually released yesterday, and you can order it now from your favorite bookseller. Guys, today's show was edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is another Lauren, Lauren Casper. Lauren is mama to two kids via adoption, an author, an all-around fabulous person to chat with. We talk about the brokenness in the world and still finding the beauty of God. Plus, what it's like to get a diagnosis for your kids and her new book that releases in a few weeks. And last week was Lisa Joe Baker. And we had so much fun talking about friendships, plus Ryan Gosling videos and the media fast that my family had just started, which I'm proud to say that we are two weeks in and going strong, my friends, very strong. We laughed a lot because basically Lisa Joe's awesome and she's a friend that I can laugh with. Also, guys, in a few weeks, we will be having our three-year anniversary show. Yes, you heard me. This little show, The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, has been on the air for almost three years. I cannot even believe it. It's been some of the best years of my life. I sound like I just did an award speech, but no, seriously, it's been so much fun. And we're going to spend some time in that episode answering your questions. So send in your questions, and you just might hear me answer your questions on the show. Send them to jamie at jamieivy.com. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. 
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.